Hello and welcome to the Coach Me podcast. My name is Nadine Stille, founder of Coach Me and your podcast host. Today, I'll be talking with work-life balance coach Betty Lam about her five essential tips to create more work-life balance. Betty will be walking you to where you are meant to be. Are you working 70 plus hours a week with hardly any social life? Has self-care become a luxury or have you fallen ill due to accumulated stress or an unprecedented illness? If your answer to any of the above is yes, then Betty is here to help. In the past, Betty had a taste of all of these above, from work-related stress to a cancer diagnosis, but she survived and thrived. How? She had the determination of a tiger. She worked with coaches and the rest is history. Oh yes, coaches need coaches too. As your work-life balance coach, Betty brings along over 10 years of coaching experience to help you succeed in creating a life that you want without sacrificing you. You can have a beautiful career and check off all the clever, thoughtful items on your bucket list too. Really. Betty says, don't put illness before wellness. A brilliant life is within your reach. Let's ignite it. Betty's coaching style, she uses a generous dose of good-hearted humor in her coaching sessions. Having a laugh, especially when times are tough, can be such a great relief. Betty sees you as a living, breathing human being, not a robot. Together, you'll discover your life holistically. Imagine Betty holding a virtual camera. She captures candid shots of you zooming in, zooming out, covering all angles, and together you get curious about what you see, what you hear, as well as what you do not see or hear. From there, you embrace the essence that you need to create your future self together and put you on the path to achieve all your life goals. One of Betty's favorite quotes is, happiness is letting go of what you think life is supposed to look like by Mandy Hale. And she's still learning from this inside every single day. A client seek Betty out to create a path for a better future, one that aligns with their unique values and beliefs. They accept that life comes with challenges, but they're not afraid to explore, learn and practice until they arrive at their sweet spot, where they get to finally heal, strengthen and thrive. But life does not stop at one goal or one vision. It is ever changing. And from time to time, her clients return as their life unfolds and new challenges emerge. Betty has witnessed them approach with new confidence and lightness. They have learned to live more authentically. That is what we aim at in coaching. Betty is a certified professional coactive coach via the Coactive Training Institute and holds the PCC certification through the International Coaching Federation. Betty is currently an associate coach at UBC and a part-time coach at her own company, Your Intuitive Journey. In today's podcast episode, we learn what an unbalanced life looks and feels like and what the impact is. Betty shares the top five essential tips for more work-life balance and we explore our own individual situation as Betty takes us through a visualization exercise. Let's tune in. Welcome to the podcast, Betty. Thank you, Nadine. Thank you so much for inviting me today on April Fool's Day. Wonderful. Yes, we're, we're <laughs> recording on April Fool's Day and it's already our third 
podcast together, I believe. I believe so, yeah. yeah. So here we are again, and we're talking about uh, work-life balance today. Mm-hmm. So important, uh, maybe even more important than ever with everything going on. Maybe you can fill us in. What, what made you become or what inspired you to become a work-life balance coach? Yeah, thanks for asking that question, Nadine. I've been thinking about that for a long time, like what really brought me here. And for me, it's really coming from a pain spot or a place of pain, I could call it, where looking back, what life has thrown at me and how I handled it and what kind of lessons I have learned from it. So basically, that's where it came from. So to give you an example... In the past, I have worked for uh, many different organizations, nonprofit as well as profit. And I found that I always seem to draw into places where things would be like due yesterday, mm-hmm. or I would be the go to person where there's very little support to go with that. So I would always be in a space where, like, what am I doing here? And keep asking myself some questions, which I'll be happy to share with you. Mm Because as I was going through struggles, I often ask myself questions like, am I just wanting to be here because I needed to be needed at some place? Or is it because I'm familiar with my work and I'm happy here and I'm very comfortable here? Or is it the money or benefits? Now, Nadine, I really wish that I had a coach at that time who would guide me. Because looking back again, I wish that this coach would ask me a question like, Betty, are you really growing here or are you wilting here? What are you doing? Yeah. So it it sounds like a stressful and not very happy time. Yeah, it was very toxic. It was Mm -hmm. really um, a lot of things going on. um, And I'm, I'm happy to share with you what are some of those struggles that I had and What were the impacts that came out of it? Yeah, well, go go for it. So some of those impacts, for instance, uh, would be the health issues. Mm -hmm. So, And I have experienced some of the weirdest illness that I thought, like, for instance, waking up in the morning and one of the eye would be swollen and I couldn't open it. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, after that's fixed, the other eye was swollen. I was going, okay, Betty, something is really wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you so stressed out? Why are you, um, what is your body trying to tell you? This is something that you need to address now or, you know, just let go of and just ignore it mm-hmm. because work seems to be a priority. Um, so those were some of the questions I often ask myself. And it's not easy. And I remember seeing a doctor one time and she said to me, Betty, why don't you just leave your work? Mm-hmm. Leave your job. And at that time, I was like, I wanted to too. I wanted to as well, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. So that would be a great place for a co- coach to come into and go, hey, Betty, let's talk. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> because yes, it sounds easy. We'll just give up your job. But what about the consequences? And maybe if exactly. that's if that's all you know, you're in somewhat maybe that you you know the uh, you know the evil, right? Rather than mm-hmm. not knowing what the alternative is, and how do you go about something like that? Exactly. A, a different job, and what are the consequences of that? And the entire 
change in unknown in itself can be quite unsettling, maybe even cause extra stress if you don't know where to start and the the support. Wow. So obviously as a work-life balance coach, you, you have clients that you're, you're coaching through similar experiences, I guess, or what, what would be some of the examples that or like typical topics that some of your uh, clients would come up with, obviously without, it's all confidential. So we're not diving into anyone's specific yeah. examples, but maybe you can give us a kind of an overview of what, what you're dealing with. Yes, of course. So these experiences could be some of mine, my own as well. So I'm happy mm-hmm. to share them without any disclosure of names or anything like that. Yeah. For instance, working above and beyond the work hours. That's one thing I could think about very clearly where discussion would be made about, okay, working about 70 plus hours a week. What does that look like? And what are you missing in your life as a consequence, right? Mm -hmm. And also because of working so many hours that they don't seem to know, and I was in the boat as well, is I didn't seem to know when to stop or when to get out of the cycle. It's like, okay, this seems to be the norm. Mm -hmm. And I have to get the work done. I have to serve these clients, have to make sure that, you know, everything is attended to. This was in my work days before my entrepreneurship going on. Another challenge might be the more that we work, the more that we're given work because it's like, I'm very capable. Yeah, she's very capable. Give her some more. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the feeling of like a robot, my robots, am I just moving like a machine day after day after day? And why am I giving up my social life? Not to mention love life for a lot of people, you know, don't even have time to date. And wondering when they'll ever get married, seeing their friends having kids and all that. So giving up social life and also giving up self-care. So important. And because of all those things that we sacrifice, trying to get the job done, stress-related illness follow. And it's not a pretty thing. Mm -hmm. You hear so much about um, like burnout or anxiety and... And that's, that's in that abbreviated commas, just the work side of things, right? And then you have the pandemic on top of it, or maybe relationships in your life that also have a ripple effect. And oof, it sounds heavy. It it's very heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can barely breathe while telling you that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, especially since you've been through it yourself in 70 plus hours. I mean, if you <laughs> if you choose to do it, it's different, right? If you make an active choice and it's something that um, really invigorates you and it's your maybe your own business or it's something that you really strive towards and see the end of it. But if it's something that, like you mentioned earlier, is like you should do or it's expected or mm-hmm. you set a precedent and it's like, how am I going to get out of this? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So how, how did you get out of it? How did I get out of it? So... I actually went through a lot of changes myself. Mm-hmm. At one point, I actually found myself a coach. I was working oh. in an environment, luckily, surrounded by coaches. And one of the coaches said to me, Betty, why don't you try coaching? Mm-hmm. And at that time, I had a totally different idea of what coaching was about. I always thought that people were going to force me in a corner and tell me what to do. And I have no <laughs> say whatsoever. And that's totally wrong. Because coaches are really trying to, you know, align with your values. What do you really want out of life? It's not about what 
she wants or he wants while working with you, right? So I was a little bit held back for a moment. I go, do I really want to work with a coach? Like, what's that all about? So finally, actually at that time, I was lucky that I could actually find myself a coach. So I did. And within a few sessions, I was able to see a lot of clarity, not just about career itself, but everything about me in different areas of my life. And at one point, I remember this coach said to me, because I was like, oh, I'm so stuck. Mm-hmm. I really want to get somewhere. She said, Betty, look behind you. There's a picture there. So I look at that picture. And I still remember today that it was a picture of someone who's about to dive down a diving board. Mm-hmm. So I said to this coach, I go, push me. Push me as hard as you can. Just let me go down there. I need to feel it. Mm-hmm. I need to get uh, my hands dirty. I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it brings back a lot of emotions at this time, thinking yeah. about it. I oh, my tell. goodness. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow, push me. That's, that's courageous, Betty. Thank you. That's courageous. Wow. I think that was the big shift in my life at that time. Yeah. It was like, oh, wow. Imagine how powerful pictures are. I couldn't yeah. even imagine at that time until I actually saw that picture and it resonated with me. It's like, wow. Okay, push me. Please, please do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, fast forward and all of that experience of going through this and everything that you've been through since, since then, you're, you're helping now other people go through this i don't know if they all want to be pushed <laughs> maybe they want to jump together with you or with someone else i don't know <laughs> um into the you know off the diamond board and then into the deep end i guess it doesn't always have to be as dramatic but i mean you you know best around that but you have some tips that you want to share with everyone listening in, right i have quite a few tips um maybe we can go through these okay. yeah and these again are coming from my learning experience and I'm sure a lot of people also have similar experience. So I'm just going to go through with them with you. The first one that I have is wellness before illness. So it sounds like something easy to follow, but it's really not that easy. But yet when you look at it from this perspective, uh, for instance, if you set this as your intention, just think it takes much more effort to rebuild your health than it is to maintain your health. So if you think from that perspective, Mm -hmm. it's actually not that hard to think about wellness first. Mm -hmm. I've gone through a bout of illness where some things are easy to fix. Sometimes some things are not so easy to fix. Uh, Mm -hmm. For instance, I'm okay to share this with you that I am a cancer survivor. And thank goodness it wasn't as serious as I thought it was. And I was able to bounce back Mm -hmm. during that period of time, even though it wasn't as serious, everybody went through the same kind of shock as I was talking to my cancer buddies there. It's like everybody had to go through that kind of shock Mm -hmm. and everybody had to heal from that point on. And it took me months and years to finally get to the point where I was like, I'm okay now. I can breathe now. I feel good about my body Mm -hmm. and I feel confident what's going on. So that's a typical example of why it is important to uh, focus more on maintaining your good health versus, you know, trying to rebuild when it is harder, much harder to do. Mm. 
Yeah, how did he get that? So that was point, point number one. How many one. points do you have? That's the point number one, wellness before illness. Okay. Um, I like that number- slogan. And maybe I'd have it stitched <laughs> on, a, on a cushion or something or put it up on, a, <laughs> on, my, uh, on my fridge. I like that. Wellness before illness. Yeah, definitely very important for me. And the second one that I want to share is uh, really listen to our body. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of those things that seems so easy to say, okay, I'll listen to my body. What's it trying to tell me kind of thing, right? Our body is actually very intelligent, very intelligent, and it always try to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. But whether we choose to listen to it or not, that's a different story, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when one is so busy with work, trying to get, meet the deadline and everything, we tend to forget these things. We forget that we're hungry. We forget that we need to take a break. We forget that maybe our eyes are tired or stomach is growling at us and we just don't hear anything, but we focus on work. Mm-hmm. So I feel that's so important. And if someone feel pain, they should really check that out. I think, you know, that's the reason why we feel pain. Yeah. Talking from personal experience, if my body would tell me mm-hmm. or would, would stop what's going on if I don't listen, my body would make me listen. If it's long mm-hmm. enough, you know, you'd be just, you'd be just out after a while so yeah and i mean it's simple things like when was the last time you had a glass of water or something to eat right and then longer down the line it might be constant headaches or being exhausted or you know it's like more serious things Um, in your case you had the eyes going on and um yeah, so this is um, kind of like establishing a new habit or really listening to your body. And I'm so glad that Nadine, listening to what you had to say earlier, you were so attuned with your body. I'm so happy to hear that. And I know you always have been, which is great. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah, you inspire me too. <laughs> when you, I forget, Betty. I listen to you and I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Betty. It's, um, it's, it's not always as as easy and wellness before illness hits the spot right on so it's a conscious conscious effort all the time but do your best yeah Mm -hmm. okay so we've got two down from your um, list okay yeah the next one is about setting boundaries Mm. so when we say yes we have to mean yes when we say no we have to mean no and it's very difficult to do. Again, giving you an example of what I went through when I was recovering from cancer. Mm-hmm. I remember joining an organization called Inspired Health, who really helped me recover uh, from a place where I felt like very vulnerable and weak. Mm-hmm. So there was a, sort of like a role playing thing going on in front of an audience of cancer survivors. And in this role play, there's a doctor who pretends to be a friend of another doctor. I know they're both doctors. They're just mm-hmm. doing role playing. So one of the doctors, let's call her Angel or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Angel decided to visit maybe uh, Beatrice or something. Mm-hmm. So Beatrice is the person who's sick. And Beatrice knows that she needs time to rest, but she's afraid to tell Angel mm-hmm. the real her real feelings or to communicate that because it was so nice of Angel to come and visit. Mm-hmm. Right? And she doesn't have a lot of friends. So because of that, she's actually suffering because she's not telling how she really feel. Mm-hmm. 
And that always reminds me of a quote that, you know, if something, if someone really cares for you, they really will reach out and they really will understand. So do not be afraid of telling the truth because that's important for you, especially in time of healing. Yes. So important. Yeah. So and this how, is the setting boundaries. And how often do we hear, yeah, I'm fine. You know, when you ask someone, how are you? And say, like, yeah, fine. Okay. And and then just let it go and it repeats itself again. Yeah. When you know that you're not fine. Yeah. When you know that all you have to say is, I'm really sorry. I really cannot be with you today. But thank you so much for thinking of me. Let's think of another time. Yeah. So that sort of offering instead of just leave it hanging. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times too, it's hard for caregivers as well to give the care. They don't really know what's going on with you. Yeah. When, you know, when they're dealing with someone who's ill. Mm, yeah. And just giving it a go, I guess. Just try it out with people that exactly. don't care for you and, and see what the reaction is and then go from there. And most of the times, like, people really care for you if they come along. Yeah, and, you they know, come. And it's like, maybe there's something else that comes out of that, you know. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, yeah. But it, it, again, it takes courage if you're not usually the one opening up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it takes okay. time to, I guess it takes training, cell training too. Mm -hmm. Kind of like um, the course that we took together, mm -hmm. Nadine and I, we take the uh, Shizaz course, Positive Intelligence, where we really have to work on that muscle of thinking positive, thinking that, you know, if you work on it, you'll be much stronger. Whereas if you do not work on it, it will, it will just automatically go back to who you are, who you were, which is like not really telling the truth and nobody will ever know the truth mm -hmm. and will repeat the process, yeah. which you do not appreciate, but yeah. you cannot say no. You feel you cannot say no. Yeah. It's about you, yourself, and yeah, that absolutely. Um, being true with yourself. Okay, so that's setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. Which I could actually go to the next point here, yeah. which is uh, aligned with what I said last about setting boundaries, self-love and self-respect. Maybe I'll go with that one first. I feel that self-love and self-respect is definitely not a selfish thing to do. It is not a luxury. It is definitely a necessity. Mm. And I feel that once we have mastered the skill of self-love and self-respect, we can really contribute much more to others. Mm -hmm. Kind of like often we have the example of putting on your oxygen mask first. You help yourself. You can breathe now. So now you can help other people yeah. as well to put on their oxygen mask or cater to whatever that they need help with because mm -hmm. now you have the energy. Yeah. And you can do a lot more. Yeah, and do a lot more than when you first started, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay, self-love and self-respect. Mm. And there's one more. Yeah, Yeah, I've got one more actually to share. And this is the one that is, I would call it one of my top things to focus on this year. Mm -hmm. I call it the batteries. The batteries. <laughs> our body batteries, our energy. It's so important to really notice when you have a full battery and when you're working in the reds, when you're just totally drained. Mm. It takes time to practice that. It's another one of those things that it takes time to really evaluate how your day is like. 
and uh, go from there. So, for instance, what I normally do is that once I've got that figured out, and I'm still juggling from day to day because every day could be different, right? Once I got that figured out, what I would do is I would assign things that require more energy and work on them when my energy is full, when my battery is full. Whereas when I'm tired, then I might think about, okay, well, I think you have enough for the day. You really have to let go of that and go, there's always tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When your energy is low, this is when you recharge. And what helps you recharge? You know, it could be listening to music. It could be doing some meditation or just a walk in the park, whatever it is that will bring some sort of calming effect to you and really recharge back. Mm-hmm. And not to a crazy point, like the first thing in the morning, but more like, okay, this is enough. I need to go to bed now. Kind of yeah. Thing. I totally see that how all these points are somewhat like in, interlinked as well. They all not just run parallel, but there is some, it's like a little like puzzle piece there as well, because what you just said also obviously fills in with listening to our bodies on, you know, where, where mm. are we with, the, with those levels and maybe even setting boundaries because until here you say you know you're going into the red zone with your battery so you're going mm-hmm. until here and then not not further with there's hardly anything left in my body so you know we need to set boundaries around that as well so it's it's beautifully um interlinked um everything and also totally totally makes sense so, and it's individual so individual yeah, it's totally it's individual it's custom made because it's called um <laughs> I think a lot of times also learning from your own experience is important because, again, everybody has different experience, right? Mm. So just sitting down and learning about the day, you know, how did you spend your day and learning about how are you going to rejuggle things the next time around when something like this happened? Mm. How do you bounce back without having to really sacrifice yourself and giving up all the things that you want to do. Um, How do you bounce back? How do you love yourself? Mm. How do you ensure that your body is going to be fine? That's the most important thing because we only have one body, really. Mm. Once that breaks down, that's it. Sorry, not us. They call it right. Goodbye. (laughs) One one body and one mind as well. Like if you're so stressed that you can't think straight. Or you're maybe so sleep deprived. Uh, I know as a new mom, that, that comes in. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't think straight because I haven't had enough sleep. But that's maybe also because lots of other things happen. So it's all so beautifully. And again, it's listening, listening to our bodies, what you said, and recharging the batteries and loving yourself and putting yourself first. It's wonderful how it all kind of makes sense. And it's, mm-hmm. it's with so much care. It's all about caring for ourselves and an extension, I guess, also for others. Yeah, there's one thing that I'd like to share with you, that's mm-hmm. okay. I know you were going to ask me later on to recommend a book. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> if I may jump ahead of time yeah, right now, um, yeah. there's a book, actually there are two that were written by this fellow named Nijalbum. It's about uh, Maury, Tuesdays mm-hmm. with Maury, and this is the second book called Maury in His Own Words, and I just want to read something Sure. If I may, to yeah. share with the audience. So this chapter is about being kind to yourself, mm-hmm. which sometimes is so hard to do, especially in time of illness. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm really promoting wellness before illness. Yeah. So this is what he wrote. He said, when you're sick, it's easy to feel disgusted with yourself, to feel responsible for your illness. 
or to feel that you are being punished and therefore you deserve to be sick. You may think that you no longer are a worthwhile person because you're sick. Once you get into that state of mind, you continue to be mean to yourself and hurt yourself in ways that you may not even aware of. It's important to be kind and loving to yourself. You're the only self you've got, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Be friend with yourself in the same way you feel compassionate and gentle with other people. If you practice the principles of grieving, accepting and forgiving yourself, you would be making a start in that direction. Mm. So that's what I want to share with you. I really go by his words sometimes when I feel like I need that words of wisdom. I just come to this book and I put my finger in anywhere and there's always a quote that comes out of it or yeah. a script that I need to read and I find it so helpful. Yeah, thank you for sharing. That's very insightful. So we'll make sure I'll have a, uh, we'll pop a, a link to that book and the, the name and, uh, of the author and the book in the in the show sure. notes of the podcast so um, other people can, can find it too if they want to dive into that book. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for allowing me to share. Yeah. <laughs> so how would listeners, ex okay, someone just kind of tuned in and they've been, been through all of this and how would they know if, if they're still in doubt, if they need to kind of work with you as a life work-life balance coach. So if they're still doubt or I don't know, maybe they're not even kind of ready for it to work with you because sometimes you can be like, yeah, that's an issue, but I don't really, it's okay. I'll just keep it as it is. And I don't, you know, much care about it. So how do you know if someone is kind of ready to work with a work-life balance coach? Is there like a, a one answer to this <laughs> short answer there is no one answer i'm sorry to say but definitely when clients come to me they would have this sort of heaviness in them mm. they may start out talking about their career first because career is the number one thing with a lot of people they come with career you know the challenges they're facing and then from there i could see their readiness of wanting to be involved um, in coaching. For this particular podcast recording, I was just thinking, how do you feel about if I were to maybe walk someone through a visualization to a workday sure. and see what that's like? Yeah, so you're working them through the current, like mm -hmm. the current situation, what the current workday is. Yeah, just yeah. the current situation. And it, could, it may or may not resonate with everyone, yeah. but. I'm sure there's something to think about after that visualization. Right. And you want to do that right now? Sure. Let's do Yay, it. Great. How, um, Yay. Just a quick uh, setup. How long is it approximately? I would make it about three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. Okay. Three minutes. And people, like if someone is listening in and they're currently in the car or something or cooking mm -hmm. something, it's probably best to just... Probably listen and do. Would that be multitasking? <laughs> maybe, maybe um, for visualizations, find a quiet place. Absolutely. Find a quiet place, dim down the lights, maybe like some candles or something, and just be there, be with yourself, and really be honest with yourself what you see or mm -hmm. hear. Okay. Eyes closed or open? Is there anything? Eyes closed can... would be great. So we yeah. can start with the eyes closed. Okay. I'll hand over to you and uh, let you walk us through it. Let's play with that. Yes, okay. let's do it. So close your eyes for a moment. Take a deep breath in with me, in and out. 
Now just relax. Guess what? It's Monday morning. Your alarm clock just went off. And I'm curious, what is going through your mind right now? Hmm. What is your morning routine like? Give you a moment to think about that and let that go through your mind. You're now ready for work. It is Monday, yes. Where are you now exactly? Are you in your home office? Or are you actually at your office where you go to prior to COVID? What are you planning to accomplish today? So give you some time to look through your desk, look through what you have, and figure out what your plans are. Time goes by so quickly. Oh my God. Before you know it, the afternoon kicks in. Have you even taken a break yet? How are you really feeling right now? Wait, someone is calling your attention. Wonder who it is. Could it be someone giving you a last minute deadline or request? How are you coping with that? time is it now? What do you have to finish up before the day is over? The clock is ticking and ticking. But you really have to leave work now. There's a pressure of what else you have to do for the evening. So finish what you have to finish up. And where are you now? Are you still working? Have you had dinner yet? It is getting really dark outside now. Oh my goodness, I forget the time. Do you know what time it is? Is there something you have forgotten to do? And is there someone calling your attention now? Notice your energy. Are you in the red or do you still have energy left? Most importantly, how was your day? I'll give you a moment to walk back 
to the very beginning when you started your Monday morning to now. How was your day? And when you're ready, take a deep breath in with me, in and out. Relax and open your eyes when you're ready. Thank you for talking us through that. Thank you, Mateen. Taking, taking us through the visualization. Yeah. So, I've been through a typical Monday. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here with what? What has come up? Yeah, what has come up? I'm feeling hefty as I went through it myself. I actually recorded this for myself to listen to and walk through it. And thinking back about the days when I was working so many hours and experiencing that heftiness and overwhelmment. And so I'm, I'm curious if I were to ask the audience now in this daily life and what you had experienced, and it may not be your type of day, what would you like to keep and what are you ready to let go of? This could be a typical Monday or it could be a typical Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what in this type of life do you want to keep? Keep going. And what do you really want to let go of? It's, uh, oh, I'd be interested in, in, in those in those answers <laughs> my myself like I wonder how many people are listening and say I don't I want to get rid of everything like I want to start from scratch or how many people are saying I'm living it I love what I'm doing and <laughs> I want to keep everything that there is <laughs> if it's more firm I don't know do you would you expect people to know right away it's like oh this is or do you think it's more firm a question that people might linger on for a while. I would definitely think that is this is a question to linger on if it's a client that I haven't worked with yet. Mm-hmm. Also, if I were to do one-on-going coaching, then I may with a profile question. Yes. Whereas right now <laughs> we're doing a podcast recording, so that's a little different. Definitely mm-hmm. a reflection piece mm-hmm. to think on, to think about, you know, what's going on in my life right now? Is my life like that? If not, what am I missing here? Yeah. What am right? I missing? What am I missing in my life? Like you say, maybe some people actually enjoy that kind of life, enjoy being busy and so on. And one of my questions may be like, what about fun? What do you do for fun? Yeah. What about relationship? What is that like? Mm. How do you juggle from one to another to make it balance for you? Early on, Nadine, remember you talk about how things sort of mold together, mm-hmm. you know, from one of the tips to another that I gave. Yeah. The same with Wheel of Life, that, you know, exercise that we often do with our clients, where we experience one part of our life and another part of our life until we finish that wheel and just see what we end up with and see how one area affects another mm-hmm. and how if we increase more of one area, another area may go down. Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting way of really examining and that's what coaching comes in it really helps one to deep dive into those different areas mm, yeah 
and it, again, it's so it's so individual. So we can't really. <laughs> this is not this the this um, our conversation now is to get people to think about it and um, and to see what applies to them individually, and then obviously they can reach out if they want some some more support, walking through their particular situation and getting to mm-hmm. to that balance, whatever that looks like for them, right? Wow, that's that's powerful. Thank you. There's so many questions that I want to linger on and uh, and take with me and see. Yeah, I want to pick a bit more of that, or I want to I want to have some more of that. And even the reflection of am I in the red right now? And what what do I need to get back into the green zone? So there's some some interesting uh, metaphors there as well. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll personally be taking some of that with me as well. Thank you, Betty, for sharing. Thank you. And it, you can get as creative as you want, really, yeah, with right? this, right? Uh, working with coaches, you can also, you know, be creative in that session. They often will encourage you to do so. Go to places that you never thought you would go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go for it. Yeah. Because we're walking in this together. And that's one of the safest places you can think of. The conversation's quite different from talking to a friend. It's open. It could be very vulnerable. But once you're out of that session, you get so much more clarity mm-hmm. from it all. And knowing, you know, perhaps what you're doing now is it's just fine. You really don't need a coach. And that's fine, too, mm-hmm. because you got that clarity, right? Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, I think I really need some help with that, some guidance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there you are. You can help out. Here I am. (laughs) Love to help out. Yes, exactly. Um, Believe it or not, Betty, we're nearly at the end of this podcast. Our one together. And we, I know, like in the preparation uh, phase for today's conversation, um, I shared with you that I have definitely three questions for you that Mm -hmm. I'd like you to answer. One of them was a book recommendation and you've got one in earlier already, but you mentioned there's two books. What's the other one? Well, the the other one is kind of strange, I know, but coming from the creative side of me, I always love to flip through pattern books, go go into facts. Yes, (laughs) not really reading about a particular story, but really flipping through books at a fabric store, fabric books, you know, about like butter egg, McCall's or whatever it is that Uh they have at the store. I remember at one point in my life, I actually bought a collection of the older books that they sell when they want to get rid of the older edition. Mm-hmm. I would buy them and I just flip through it, especially the vintage clothing. There's so much interest in it. It's so different from what we see nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really intrigued me and got me going into really wanting to make a dress or something for myself. Yeah, so on the creative side. So do you have one particular pattern book that you want to recommend? Wow. Okay, for me, I go for something easier first, so I won't discourage myself. So <laughs> definitely McCall's is what I, my go-to book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. And um, I'll see if I can uh, find a link to that as well and, and um, put that into the show notes. Uh, I might rely on you to provide me some, some more background info on that. Uh, so the second question that I uh, want to ask is, what's on your bucket list? Mm-hmm. Again, I have two of them. One is, I know it sounds funny, I really want to take a selfie with a giraffe. <laughs> that is funny. Wow. 
And then where I came from was I started painting last year and I painted a couple of paintings with giraffes in it. And then I realized I've never met a giraffe in my real life. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be kind of cool to go to some place when we can travel again and actually have a selfie with a giraffe. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that one day, Betty. <laughs> wow, that's that's a unique thing for a bucket list thing. <laughs> Great, what's the second item? The other thing is, it's a bucket list, and it's also something that I really wanted to do ever since I became a coach, is to really work with youth one day. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I haven't quite found the way to get there yet, because as I was growing up, I always found that, you know, had I had a coach at this point of my life, I would be such a happier child, or so mm-hmm. I would have been so much happier and more content and know what I was, I was doing and having my own direction, mm-hmm. my own roadmap, and really follow that and getting to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my dreams, and I want to make that happen. I don't know how yet. So if you know or anyone in the audience know, please let me know. I will be happy. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. And last question from my side. What makes you dance? Ooh, okay. There are a lot of things that makes me dance. Uh, happy thoughts, music, and sometimes I dance for no reason. I'll be starting to listen to like the positive intelligence fitness thing, the PQ raps uh, repetition. And then I was start dancing. I don't know why. It just makes me relax and just having a, not a crazy dance move, but a more like a relaxed dance move. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, lots of reasons to make me dance. <laughs> Well, you certainly have that balance, uh, balance piece sorted out for yourself, Betty. Thank <laughs> you. Break up in spontaneous dancing and fluid movements um, throughout the day. That's just, that's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you Dance so much. Good. Yeah, it is. Totally. <laughs> I can, I can Thank agree. you for those brilliant questions. I love them. <laughs> oh, you're, you're so welcome. Thank you for coming onto the podcast today, Betty, and uh, talking with us. None of this was any you know, joke on any April's Fool's Day, even though we no. recorded it today, just to have that disclaimer in and officially mentioned. And on that, thank you so much, Betty. Talk to you soon. Thank you for the invitation. We'll talk again another time. Yes, bye. Bye now. So that's it. I'm curious, how will you be living a more balanced life? If you'd like to explore what's possible for you, I'd like to invite you to book a free initial coaching chat with Betty. Simply go to coachme.global forward slash book. That's coachme.global forward slash book. Thank you for tuning in. Nadine.